Amen. Hallelujah. So come on, let's go with me. I'm not going to prolong the service. We're going to go ahead and get started in the word on this morning. I thank Pastor Trina for this opportunity, our apostle, Apostle Claiborne Leonard, and our overseer, Pastor Lincoln Nelson and First Lady. Thank each and every one of you for joining us on this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'll be coming from the book of John and we'll be reading um, chapter eight and I'll be doing verse uh, 31 through 36. Amen. If you can see it on your screen, for those of you that are logged in, if not, grab your Bibles. And again, that'll be John chapter eight, verse 31 through 36. And the word of the Lord reads, then Jesus said unto those Jews, which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then you are, ye are my disciples. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If there, <clears throat> if the son excuse me if the son therefore shall make you free ye shall be free indeed amen and those are the scriptures and so my topic would be another level amen another level hallelujah and so in this um particular uh chapter of john the beginning of um, john was talking about how the woman was caught in adultery in uh she was caught in adultery and they brought her to Jesus. And so they were looking to stone her. And so you ever been caught in something and people done did the same stuff. And then now, now they want to accuse you. And now they want to come back and say, hey, you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have did that. And you should have did this right here. And why you didn't. Okay, but I didn't do that when you was in the same place I was in. So they want to stone this woman. But guess what? Jesus, they brought her to Jesus. He didn't, he didn't say a word. He stooped down. He started writing on the ground. So they kept pressing him, pressing him, pressing him. Then he stood up. He said, if any man, if any of you, among, let him cast the first stone. Whoever don't have no sin, you can cast the first stone at this woman. So then it goes from them trying to cast a stone at this woman because she was caught in adultery to Jesus saying, okay, now I'm, I'm the light of the world. What he did was he came to redeem this lady. He came to save her. He came to bring her from the low level to an upper level. So he came to bring her out of that adultery. He came to elevate her. He came to elevate her confidence and who she is. Amen. So we are going to be talking about another level. Amen. Then he goes on. He was talking about how he's the light of the world. We know that when we have light, that it is our guidance. Our, the light of Jesus, it guides us. It leads us. It lights up stuff. It reveals stuff. It shows stuff. When you have light, you can see. But when you are walking in darkness, you are blind. You can't see. It's nothing like walking in the darkness and you don't stump your toe in the, in the dark. And you be like, I should have known. I should have been. I should have turned that light on. But see, we some of us don't like to walk in the light because we don't want to see what we're supposed to see. We don't want to see what all our mess is. We don't want to see everything that. That we need to be dealing with and what we need to be free from what we need to be set free from amen amen but i'm gonna go ahead and get started um go ahead and get started <clears throat> again <clears throat> the title is excuse me 
um, another level. And so verse 31 reads, and then Jesus said unto those Jews, which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you, you are my disciples indeed. And so I was just, I was like, okay, I, I got to know, like, he was talking to those which believed on him. So he had to come to those which believed at this time right here, he was talking to the believers. If ye continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. <clears throat> and if is in the event that you keep, you know, you keep believing in me. In the event that you continue in my word, then in the event that you are my disciples. And when you continue something, you maintain without an, in, without an interruption, a course or an action. So that means that you keep going. You don't allow yourself the things that are going on in your life, the things that are going on around you, the things that are going on in your family to come to interrupt what you believe when it comes to the things of God. You don't allow those things to interrupt you doing the will of God. Continue to keep going, to not give up, to not stop, but keep going, keep pressing. And um, just to keep going, and I, I just want to share this real quick uh, story um, I don't know um, if I even told uh, Pastor Trino, I think I told uh, Marco, but um, so I now go into the office on Thursdays and um, my supervisor, he had messaged me. He said, um, I need you to, I need you to um, come to a meeting. We, I'm having a meeting with you. You're one-on-one. I'm like, okay, well, right before then, he sent out this congratulations to me. You are employee of the month. And so I was like, okay. And then when he when he put in his description, he was saying basically that he liked how I continued to work, how I continued to come in, how I continued to press. And so the things that we do for God will overflow into the life that we are not expecting. I wasn't expecting to become an employee of the month. I wasn't expecting that. And see, so even though I'm still doing this in ministry, but it overflowed into my personal life and see, he was able to see that, that I'm still going to be, I'm still going to press to be consistent. I'm still going to do what I need to do. I'm still not going to allow what I have going on in my health, in my life, what's going on with in my household to stop me from coming to work. I had to keep on to keep on, to keep on, to keep pressing. And see, and it's the same thing with the things of God. When you keep going and you keep pressing and you keep pushing and you keep pulling through, don't think that it's not just on the spiritual side, but it's going to overflow into the natural side as well. And see, people will see that. People will see that you are faithful, you are committed, you are willing. And and that was that was a blessing to me right there because as soon as I read it, the, the first thing came back was, you do this in ministry anyway. I do this in ministry anyway. This is a part of who I am. This is a part of what I have become to um, become because I kept going into the things of God, even though there was days that I, I felt like I didn't want to do it. There was days that I didn't want to press. There was days that I didn't feel good. There was days that I wanted to give up, but I kept pressing. I continue into the things of God. And then what happened was those that are around me are able to see that. Amen. It says that Jesus said unto those which believed on him, 
if ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples. And even if you think about the word disciple, a disciple is someone who is a follower. When you are a disciple, you follow. So that means that we all are disciples. So that means that we should be following God. We should be following his words, following his commandments, doing what we know that we have been taught, what we have seen, what we have heard and what we know to do. We mimic what we have been taught. It's just like when, when you are raising children and you're around children, they're only going to do what you do. And what that means that you are, you are showing them the way you are showing them the life. That means that, that at that time in their lives, they are your disciples. You are teaching them. And it's the same thing with God. God is teaching us how to live right, how to live holy, how to be, how, how to love, how to be loved, how to be free. Continue, continue in my word, then you are my disciples. When we keep going in, in the word, when we keep pressing in the word, we become his disciples. There's no question about, it says you are my disciples indeed. Without any questions, you belong to me. He, he said, continue in my word. You are my, my disciples. When we continue in this thing called faith, we continue in truth. We continue in love. We can't let up and we can't stop. We can't fall back. We got to keep going now more than we ever did before. Before we have to, it's more pertinent, it's more urgent, more now than we have ever seen before, especially with the pandemic. People minds are on the line. People lives are on the line. People are so confused. It's just so much stuff going on. It's so many different types of crazy religions floating around here. It's so much stuff that's been watered down and people are taking it as the truth and it is not the truth. This is not what is God, this, what God is intending is for us to be on another level of truth that we may be, be able to be free. That we may, may be able to be free from those things, amen? He handpicked us. He chose us. He called us. You are my disciples. You belong to me. You don't belong to them. You don't belong to the world. You don't belong to him. You don't belong to her. You belong to me. You belong to me. I have handpicked in you and I've chosen you and I've called you. Amen. Amen. And then verse number uh, 32 reads, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He goes on to tell me, you go know the truth. The truth is what's going to make you free. He has given us access granted for us to go to another level of truth, another level of freedom. When you really begin to come into the acknowledgement and the realization of who God is in our lives, the role that he plays, what he has done, what he's doing and what he's going to do, you will be free. You don't have to question, well, is this God and am I doing this right? And can I do this thing right here? God, you sure you called me? There's no questions. There's no doubt. 
God, you said for me to do this. He will build your confidence in who he has called you to be. He is going to take us to another level of freedom. Another level of freedom. Where we at right now, that was for that moment. But he's calling us to another level of freedom. He's calling us to another level of freedom. Another level of freedom where we can be made whole and complete in him. There's nothing like not knowing the truth. It's almost like you ever been in a relationship with somebody and people trying to tell you, people trying to tell you about this person and you just so blind to the fact that you was like, no, they, they ain't like that. It's all, okay, let's say, for example, he cheating, she cheat. No, she cheat and no, I see her, you know, she, no. And then all of a sudden you out one day, you minding your business, you doing something, you weren't even looking for it. And then you look and then they do, they cheating. And then you like, Oh my gosh. But we had already told you that, but because you were so blind to the fact and you didn't want to believe it, that now that the truth has come to hit you in the face, now you're like, oh my gosh, they really are cheating on me. Like, how can you do this? The signs was there all along, but because we didn't want to see it, we didn't want to believe it. We was blind to the fact like, okay, I don't want to believe this right here. God, you call me, you call me to be an evangelist. God, I don't want to believe this. Why you don't want to believe what God called you to be? Is it because you don't want to do it or you don't, you don't believe that God can use you at the capacity that he's calling you to, at the level that he's calling you to, to the level of freedom that he's calling you to? It says, ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall what? Make you free. And some of us don't like to be made to do stuff. We don't like to be made to do stuff. But this here is going to, this us being made to do this right here is going to set us free. Free from the condemnation that we keep feeling, even though God says that he did not come into this world to condemn this world, to condemn. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to make us free. He came to set us free. We have to want to be free in order for us to be free. You can't be free from something saying you want to be free and you're not doing, you're not putting in the works, you're not putting in labor, you're not doing what it takes to be free. You're not, you're just saying it as a passive, like, you know, yeah, just nonchalant, like, yeah, I just want to be free, you know, just all kind of willy-nilly, like, yeah. no, we have to want to be free. Are we doing what it takes to make us to be free? The truth hurts, yes. No, I don't always like the truth about myself, but it hurts, but it comes to make me free. When you are dealing with something, when you're dealing with something and when the truth finally comes out and you can tell how you truly feel, what does it feel like? A ton of bricks have been lifted. You feel so free. You feel so light. You feel like a load has been lifted because what happened the truth has come out and you have been free from that thing that has been weighing you down when you're not walking in truth it becomes a burden it becomes heavy and that's why some of us feel so tired because we're not walking in truth because we carry this stuff that we're not supposed to be carrying because we don't want to walk in truth 
We can't go to the, nether, the next level of freedom until we free ourselves of the truth that we need to be free from in order to go to the next level. You have to know the truth. We have to know the truth. We have to be truthful with one another. We have to be truthful with ourselves. We have to be truthful in our walk. We have to be truthful with our relationship when it comes to the things of God. That we may be made free. Truth shall make you free. This thing right here, when you begin to confess it, when you begin to tell it, it's going to make you free. And you will never feel so light like I'm telling you. There's nothing like the truth being told. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I did. When I used to work at Legoland, I was a good 30 minutes late. I don't even know how I was late to work. And, and I was like, okay, God, I'm going to tell on myself. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be honest and I'm going to tell. My supervisor came in. I said, I was late to work. I was 30 minutes late. She was like, oh, that's okay. That's fine. What I did was I told on myself. So then me telling on myself, I was lifted because I didn't like, oh my gosh, like they're going to write me up. Like, am I going to get a correction? Like, I didn't have to worry about that stuff because the truth came out. And I actually, when I saw, I, I was going to kind of like wait a little bit to tell her that I clocked in late, but because it was already there, it just, it just blurted out. <laughs> and so that made it a whole lot better because I was able to tell my truth and instead of somebody else or the enemy coming to tell it and not telling all the details, not telling what it really was, not telling the truth about it and not getting the whole report. So then it would have looked like, oh, I was just late to work and I just don't want to be on time. So once I was able to tell on my own self, I was free from like worrying, am I going to get a write-up or am I going to get a written correction or are they going to tell me to go home? Like I was free from all of that that whole day. After that, I was at peace. I was good. I was ready to go to work. And some of us, we got to, we got to be able to tell the truth on our own selves, not wait till somebody ask. Because then it's still, you still, even though they ask you, you still not going to tell the truth and you're not going to tell the whole truth. Go ahead and tell the whole truth that you may be made free from that thing, that you ain't got to be wondering and worried about what they think and what they're going to say, what they're going to do, what's this, what's that. You don't have to worry about that. When you tell the whole truth that you may be made free from it and that your peace may not be disturbed because we've been doing the study just this past week on peace, that your peace is not disturbed and you so... Oh, you're like, oh my gosh, you're so worried and you just don't know and you're just looking and it's disturbing your sleep. It's disturbing why you're doing this, why it's disturbing. Like it's, it just comes in and it becomes a disturbance to your life and it comes to interrupt your life. It has not come to make you free, but when you come in and you tell the whole truth about yourself, then you become free and you don't have to worry about what that person is thinking because at that time, they're going to tell you when you're having that conversation, that truthful conversation, what they're thinking, what they feel, what they saw, what they heard, what they know, they're going to tell all that stuff. All that stuff is going to come out all at the same time. Then they can be free as well. So you get free. They get free. We all free. Amen. And verse number um, 33 reads, and they answered him, we be Abraham's seed and we were never in bondage to any man. How, how sayest thou, ye may be made free? Listen, they came back with, 
we Abraham seed. See, this is how you know this is this is on two different levels. See, Jesus is talking about being free in the spirit. They talking about being free in the natural. But see, even if they was following Abraham, Abraham was a man of faith. Abraham was a man of obedience. When God called Abraham to a new land, God made promises to Abraham. God made a promise that Abraham will be a father of many nations. He made a promise to Abraham. And so if they were following him, if they was following Abraham, they would have known that we're not talking about a we're not talking about a natural freedom. We're talking about a spiritual freedom. See, they was they was on two different levels. They wasn't even on the same level. They was on two different levels. He asked, they, they came at with, we the seed of Abraham. Okay, well, if you the seed of Abraham, you should have been Abraham's disciple. So that means that you should have been following in the footsteps of Abraham. So that means that you should have been mimicking what you was taught. You should have been mimicking what you know. You should have been mimicking what you heard. You talking about you ain't never been in bondage to any man, but you, if you have committed a sin, you have been in bondage to your own self. You have been in bondage to a man, but you don't know that you've been in bondage. But what they're saying is we've never been in bondage to any man. How can, how sayest thou that ye, um, ye, um, ye shall be um, made free. How can you say that we can be made free? You in you are in bondage to your own self because you have not followed. You have not followed the word. You have not continued in the word because Abraham stayed in the presence of God. Abraham was such a faithful, a faithful man that God counted as righteousness. His faithfulness was counted as righteousness. He was so faithful to God and he was so obedient that he was willing to sacrifice his son. He was willing to sacrifice his son. See, they were talking about they're the seed of Abraham and they have never been in bondage to a man in the natural. He talking about on a more spiritual level. See, they're not even on the same level. So they're not even following what they was taught. Because back then, they didn't have tablets. They didn't have computers. They only had the word. And it was passed down from generation to generation to generation. There were stories that was told from this person to that person to that person. That's how they was able to pass down the word. That's how they was able to continue in the word. That's how they was able to stay as a disciple. Was to follow what they heard. Follow what they saw. Follow what they knew. Follow what they was taught. And see right here, we know that they 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 wasn't they wasn't even following this um Abraham. They wasn't following him. They didn't follow what was taught of Abraham because they would have been obedient and they would have caught it in the spirit to say, okay, you are right. We will we were we will be made free. We were in bondage, we have been in bondage, we are in bondage. We got we got to know when when we're when we have to be spiritual and when to be natural. 
when to come and when to stay, when to go, when to stop. We have to know how to do all of that. We have to know how to be sensitive when it comes to the spirit of God. And when we have to know, we have to be sensitive. Amen. And he he was talking of us, he was talking of a spiritual freedom. God again had promised Abraham, he told him to leave from what he knew. He called him out of his comfortability unto another level. He's calling you out of your comfortability, that familiar place, that place that you know. He's calling you out of that. It's time to come out of that. We don't been in comfortable, we don't been so comfortable long enough that we don't made an indention where we sitting at. We don't made an indention where we've been laying at. It's it's enough of that. Come out of that comfort zone. We got to come out of that comfort zone. We've been in, we've been in the pandemic of what two and a half years. We don't got too comfortable. We we already every single one of us should be on a whole nother level. Because we can't say that we didn't have time because that's not the truth. Because when they shut down, when they shut down the country, we didn't have nothing but time. For those of you that was that was working, you go into work and you came home. There was no going out, hanging out, going to the, wherever you went. There was none of that. We all should be on a whole nother level. And that includes our freedom. We should not still be struggling with the same thing today as we were struggling before the pandemic because God has given us, granted us two years of where we could have been we could have been free and free on a whole nother level. We should have been up by two, three levels by now, I know. And I'm just speaking for me too. I'm going to speak for me. I sh my prayer should be four, five levels up. My time in the word, four, five levels up. You mean to tell me we have been closed in a pandemic. Everything was shut down at one point in time for almost a year straight. And ain't nobody faith came up. Ain't nobody reading came up. Ain't nobody prayer came up. Ain't no more lives came into the ministry. You mean to tell me with all these people that got so much stuff going on that we ain't brought nobody to Christ since the pandemic? We ain't bring nobody in. You mean to tell me out of all these people that we come in contact with from day to day, ain't nobody need Christ? Ain't nobody need to be encouraged? Ain't nobody need this word? Ain't nobody need this truth? Ain't nobody need this freedom? If we say that we are able, we ourselves, we are Abraham's seed. That means that we are the seed of David. We're the seed of Jesus. He, would, he created us in his image and in his likeness. So that means that we are Jesus' disciples. That means that we should be doing and we should be following the path that he has set, the blueprint that he has laid out for us. We should be following that. That means that we should have more than nine people on this call today. We should have more than nine people on this call. We should have some people that are so desperate that they keep texting what time is service, when is service, what's what we doing today? Why? Why? Are we being the disciples that we are called to? 
We say we Abraham, we, we come from the lineage. We come from the bloodline. We got to come up and we got to come out and we got to come and be free so we can bring those that need to be free, bring them in as well. Because it's a whole lot of people. If you just walk around, you ain't even got to walk around. Just walk around your neighborhood and look at your neighbors. Don't go outside your community. Just look at your neighbors. And you'll see. You'll see that they need a word, a word of encouragement. You'll see that they need love. You'll see that they need peace. You'll see that they need joy. We'll see that. But we, we just want to have that tunnel vision where we don't want to see what's going on around us. And I do that sometimes. I'm like, boy, I got so much stuff going on. I'm trying to just, just do, you know, God got to help me too. Because I know a couple of my neighbors that need Jesus. And they, they think they got Jesus. But no, they really need Jesus. They need Jesus for real. It says, and ye may be made free. They, they're not even on the same level. They, they not, they, they not even on the same level. They on, they on something totally different. They on something totally different. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 34 reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. Again, if you have committed sin, you are the servant. And we don't like to consider ourselves a servant or a slave. But it says a slave is a person is, um, who is completely sub, um, subservient to a dominating influence. And a dominating influence. What is, the, what is influencing us? that we're committing sin. What is dominating us? Is it our flesh? Is it our will? See, we like to classify our sins. Well, this right here, it ain't that bad. I just thought about this. It was just a thought. But the Bible said, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you thought about it, that is a sin. If you thought about fornication, if you thought about perversion, that is a sin. We think, oh, we didn't, because we didn't do it in the act and we wasn't caught in the act, but just the very thought of it is a sin. So that is a dominating influence. Our mind can be so influential. Our hearts can be so influential. We have people that are so influential around us that we don't even realize that we are servants to their sins. They will cause us to sin. Our flesh and our will is so strong that it's such an influence that it causes us to become a servant to the sin. We have come to serve what we want. If you're not, if we are not doing the full will of God and we're not walking in the will of God, doing the things of God, meditating on the word, encouraging the people, bringing the people in, we are committing sin. If you thinking about like, God, I really don't want to do this right here. God, I don't want to be on for service right here. I don't want to do Bible study. I don't want to get up for prayer. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Okay, well, what if God said, okay, well, for you today, I don't feel like you letting you breathe. 
I don't feel like being bothered with you today. I don't feel like being bothered with your sins. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. And we don't like to be classified as a servant. And we don't like to think that we are sinners. We sin every day. You can be in your house and still sin. You don't even have to go outside your house. See, we think that because if we stay in our house and we don't bother nobody, then we we uh, we not in sin. You in sin because you ain't going out loving on somebody. You in sin because you ain't going out encouraging somebody. You in sin because you're not bringing nobody in. That's still a sin. If you sitting up there, your mind wandering all over the place and you ain't meditate, we still in sin. See, we want to classify our sins. Well, our sins ain't this bad and your sin right here, but you you can do this, but you can't do that. No, sin is sin in in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter how big or how small. Whether you go out and murder somebody, as Minister Mark always say, sin is sin. He loves to say, you go out and murder somebody or you steal a piece of bubble gum. One is greater than the other in the eyes of the man that is, you know, the law. But when it comes to the things of God, it's all the same. There's no difference. And we can't, we got to quit classifying our sin. If you sin, it is sin. It is simple as that. There is no other explanation. It's either black or it's white. There's no shade of gray when it comes to the things of God. See, we want to, we like to blend it and kind of mix it to where it fits for us. But that's not how God is. God is not a, he, he ain't, he's not a blended mixed shaded gray type of guy it's either black or white it's either yes or no it's either open or it's closed it's just simple as that it's a closed ended situation you either gonna serve me or you're not period amen and when we talk about being a slave We have been a slave to something or someone at some point in our life. We all have been a slave. We all have been a slave. When so, for example, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna use I was you know I'm gonna use myself. I'm gonna speak I'm gonna speak on me today, amen. So as you guys know, I work um, making appointments and stuff like that. And so when somebody call and they mad and I'm trying to help them. And then they end up making me mad. And then I get mad. I just committed sin because I allowed their anger to come over to me instead of me just, just staying calm and saying, okay, what is it that I can do for you today? I have allowed their sin to come. So now I have committed sin because I allowed them to, <clears throat> to come in and to, put their sin on me. I have accepted their sin. I have allowed the sin to come in. So instead of, excuse me. So instead of me resisting, because the word says, if you resist, he will, if you resist the devil, he will flee. And we don't always like to resist. We always want, sometimes we like, excuse me. Sometimes we like the attention. Sometimes we like, okay, well, I don't feel good and everybody calling, checking on me. Let me just keep saying I don't feel good. And <clears throat> I don't know why I said that, but amen. Are you okay? How's your, you know, <clears throat> we, we, don't, we don't like always to resist. 
sometimes it's sometimes it feels good for us to just go along with it and pet in our flesh and oh you know it's just you know it's okay it's, you know it's not that bad until you find yourself way out there and now you like y'all pray for me now you want prayer because in the first place, when you should have resisted and you could have resisted, you didn't. So now you're trying to resist. Now you can't resist. It's harder for you to resist. It's harder for you to let go. It's harder for you to come back from that thing. Now you out there. Now you looking crazy. Now you shade. Now you embarrassed because now you so far out there. Now you can't do nothing but ask for help. We don't allow the enemy to take us so far out there. And so now we don't play with the enemy. Now we don't want to play no more. But yet now we got to figure out how to find our way back. We trying to find our way back to God. Oh, can you pray for me? And when I was trying to call you and encourage you, you didn't want to answer your phone. You didn't want to be bothered. You didn't want to text me back. You didn't want to hear what I had to say. You didn't want to hear the truth. You didn't want to be free when we was trying to help you to get free, when we was giving you instructions on how to be free. You didn't want that. So now that you tired of playing and now you done got tired and now you don't found your way, yourself way far left, now you want to come back. Now you want to be centered. Now you want to be like, okay, God, where you at? God ain't like, God like, we can't be bad. Amen? Amen. So we got to... We got to come on back. We got to come on back. Even right now where you are, if you are feeling like you're so far left and you feel like you can't find your way back, it is still okay for you to come to us and ask us for help. It's okay for you to come and say, hey, can y'all pray for me? I'm dealing with this. I'm struggling with this right here. I can't seem to find my way. I don't know which way to go, whether I'm going left, whether I'm going right, whether I go up, where I go down. It's okay. Let us know so we can call you out, so we can pray for you. to us so we can pray for you so you can come back so that you will no longer be servants of sin so that you may be able to be made free that you may be able to make be, be made whole that you can come to the, another level of freedom that God is trying to grant to us that he's trying to grant to you please 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 understand please call us text us whatever we could do pray whatever Please let us know so we can make sure that you are in the right track, you on the right path, that we can pray for you. We don't want you out there and saying, well, they said that I can't come back. No, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. We want you to come back to Christ. We want you to be Christ-centered. We want you to be saved. We want you to be free. Amen. So let me just make that clear so you guys understand. Yes, please come back. Let us know if you need anything prayer, whatever the case may be. If you need us to come and touch it to greet, let us know. Amen. Amen. So I want to make sure you guys don't get off of here and be like, she said not to come. No, I want you to come. I want you to be saved. I want you to be free. Why? Because I want you to bring in others that your testimony will bring others in, that you will overcome. The word says we overcome by the words of our testimony. So even though those things that we go through, yes, we have been servants of sin and we have been slaves, we are overcomers. That doesn't mean that we have to stay in this place. That doesn't mean that we have to stay stuck here. We can overcome. So others can say, you know what? If they did it, I can do it. If God did it for them, I know God can do it for me. 
If God said this about her, I know God can say this about me. You can, you will be an overcomer by the words of your testimony. And it's nothing like hearing the testimony of somebody who done been through something. And you be like, my God, honey, I couldn't have walked through that. Honey, I couldn't have dealt with that. That's your testimony. See, can't nobody tell your testimony like you can tell your testimony. Because when you tell your testimony, when you give your truth, that means that even every single time you give your testimony, you become free. It takes you to another level. You are passionate about it. People can see the passion behind it. They can see the truth and they be like, they are, they really mean this thing. They'll be able to see that. They'll be able to pick up on that. They'll be able to sense it. See, they'll be able to catch it in the spirit when you are truthful. And when you give your testimony about who God is and what he has brought you through, they'll be like, okay, if God did it for them, God can do it for me too. That gives them hope. It gives them encouragement. It lets them know that you don't, you are not alone in this thing. You're not the only one that has to walk through it. You're not the only one that had to been through it. They had to go through it. It gives them hope to even want to be saved, to even want to come to know Christ. Jesus answered them, very, very, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. We don't want to be servants of sin. We want to be servants of the most high. It's enough of us being servants to sin. We have, we have been servants long enough to sin. That, that, them, them days and that time right there, it's enough of that. That is over. No more. Today, I am going to be a servant of the most high. I'm going to be a servant of the child of God. I'm going to be a servant of God. I'm going to be a disciple. That's what I'm going to be. I am going to be a disciple. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. In verse 35 reads, and the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided forever. And so basically what he was saying, if you are in sin, you can't abide in the house you can't stay in you can't come into god's presence with sin on you there's there's like you mixing oil and water those two do not mix it's like you mixing some toxic stuff and you be like oh my gosh like this really like i remember one time i don't know what i was thinking i was cleaning and i mixed bleach and ammonia and everybody know that bleach and ammonia is not a good combination. It is. <clears throat> bleach and ammonia is a deadly combination. Just the fumes from it alone is enough to take your breath. The fumes from it alone enough is like, Oh my gosh, like what in the world? You have to close the room, <clears throat> let the window up and let it air out. <clears throat> so you can't stay in that place. It says a servant about it, not in the house forever. So when we become servants of sin, we're no longer in the house. We can't abide in that house. We can't stay in that house. It's just like when you have, when you have kids that think they're grown 
and want to tell you what to do, but they're not paying the bills. No, you can't stay in my house. If you think you grown, I'm going to need you to be on your own. Because what we're not going to do is you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. You're not going to be coming in and as, coming in and going as you please. And so that's why we have to be servants of God and not servants of sin. <clears throat> but the son abided forever. And we know that the son, God, Jesus, he, Jesus is our light. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Can no man come through? We have to come through Jesus. We have to come through Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the light, the light that guides us. When God called us, he knew what he was doing. When he called us to freedom, you don't think he knew what he was doing? Being free from a slave to sin. He called us from being, being free from that. He's calling us from that. He knew that he had to send his son because if he didn't send his son, he knew that we couldn't handle the consequences of our sins. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. He sent his son to die for us. If we had to, if we're going to take, if we had to take just one sin, just one, not, not all the ones we committed, but just one. And let's say the small one, one small sin. And we had to deal with the consequences of that one. Now, just imagine we having to deal with the one consequences. Would we be able to handle it? Would we have the money to go buy the young bull or the young calf or what we had to sacrifice? We I remember Pastor Trina um, had, uh, was talking about it. Um, it's been a while, but how she was, you know, was talking about how some of us honey we'll be borrowing from our neighbors trying to get this sacrifice because we done sinned and we tried we don't ran out of all our sacrifice we don't ran out of the cows we don't ran out of the bulls we don't ran out of the doves we, we ran out of everything because we don't sin so much now we trying to borrow from my neighbor we owe this neighbor we owe that neighbor no he wants us to be free from that so we don't have to go and borrow for sacrificial he wants us to be free from that well, we don't owe nobody. We owe God. We owe it all to him that he sent his son. That's who we owe it to. We owe our lives to him because he sent his son for us. We couldn't handle what even just a minute portion of what Jesus had to deal with for our sins. We couldn't have handled it. It would have been too much to bear. It was, it was a lot for Jesus to bear. Now, just imagine, now he is always in the presence of God. And we are not always in God's presence. So you trying to tell me that what one simple thing that Jesus had to endure, that we could have handled it. No, I'm a, I'm a, me, I'm a bit, nah, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'd be like, Jesus, listen, God, listen, God got father, 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 father. I'm about to come off this cross because this is too much. Like I said, I could do it and I thought I could do it, but uh, that's okay. We're going to need somebody else to come because <laughs> I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to come get somebody else on this cross because I can't do this. <clears throat> I, I, I couldn't have done it. 
not even just for one of my small sins. I couldn't have even done it for my own self. More let's do it for a nation. More let's do it for a people. A people that sometimes they don't even want you. You mean to tell me that he sent his son to die for us and we don't even always want God. We don't always want to do his will. We don't always want to be obedient. But he sent his son anyway. He sent Jesus and Jesus did it for us anyway. Jesus came that we can have life and we can have it more abundantly. He came to make us free through his sacrificial for us. He, that's what he came to do for us. He came to give us freedom. That's why we have to be free. That's why we have to know the truth that we can be made free. He came to make us free when he sent his son. When you are made to do something, we always fight against what we're made to do. But this here, we should not be kicking against the stone. We should be kicking against the will of God because the will of God and what God is calling us to in the level of freedom that he's calling us to is coming to make us better. It's coming to make us free. It's come to deal with our hearts. Like our hearts have been such broken and such in a place where it's been abused and mishandled and mistreated he come to make that portion of our life free we can't we come to abide we want to abide in the house forever i want to be able to get to the end of my race and say well done thou good and faithful servant that's the words that i want to hear you have been faithful I want to be able to hear him say, you have done a good job. Come on in, daughter. Come on in, son. Awesome job. I appreciate the works that you've done here on earth. Thank you for spreading the gospel. Thank you for loving my people. Thank you for going out and going and doing and keep impressing and continuing in my word. In the servant abiding not in the house, but the son abiding forever. We have to be with the son where we can abide, where we can dwell, where we can live, where we can stay, where we can take up residence in this house, where we can send a change of address. There's nothing like when you move into a new place and you go to the post office and you put your change of address in. You're so excited about your new place. You love it. It's clean. It's fresh. It's new. You, you know, it's all clean. It's nice and neat. And you can organize things. You can put things where they need to go. It's nothing like when you move. When you move from an old place, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I did not realize how much stuff I have. Like I got stuff stashed on top of stuff on top of stuff, in stuff, through stuff, behind stuff, around stuff. And I'm going to tell you, I'll be like, I told uh, my husband, I said, look, I don't want to move because I don't even want to think about the stuff that we have that we got stashed and tucked away so it's nothing more than you changing your address and moving your residence and then you can take your time you can put stuff up you can sit stuff on the shelf you can dust stuff off you can get rid of stuff that you don't need the stuff that you don't use and you can go out and you can buy new stuff and replenish the stuff and letting the stuff go letting that old stuff go letting go of the anger letting go of the anxiety letting go of the the bitterness in that in the 
confusion and the chaos and the double-bindedness and the unbelief and the low confidence and the low self-esteem. Letting all that stuff go. Because when you even, even when we moved into this place right here, we were so excited about moving in. And what it does is when you change your address and your residence, and when they tell you, okay, we're going to give you the place, we need you to come and sign the lease. What does that do for you? It builds your confidence. It builds your faith. It makes you feel like God, if God, you can do this for me, God, you can do this. And I believe you for the world. God, I believe you for this place where I'm at now. God, I'm believing you for greater. God, you did it for me. You provided for me now. God, I'm believing you're going to provide still. God, you did it for me to get into this place where I am right now. God, honey, listen, if, honey, I'm getting chill bumps. If you can do it for me right now where I'm at, and I believe you to get in this place, God, I'm going to believe you for anything. I'm not going to sit up here and I'm not going to worry about my light bill. You provided for me to get in this place. And you're going to provide for me to maintain this place. You're going to provide for me to stay in this place. It boosts your confidence. It boosts your faith in God and what God can do for you and who God is in your life. And when you do that, then you get excited. And what you do, you go to tell everybody your testimony. You go and tell everybody your truth. Then what that do for them, they get excited. And then they're like, well, okay, well, if God did it for them, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to believe God and I'm going to go look for me a place. And it's funny because um, I was telling one young lady um, about this housing program and she was like, and I was telling her all the, you know, the benefits of it. And she was like, oh, send me that information, send me that information. So even me just telling her, she even got excited. And what that did, that became contagious. It becomes contagious and now they're ready and now they're excited. Now they're ready to go and they're ready to go and do it because we are abiding in that place. We're abiding in that house. We're abiding in the sun forever. Amen. Amen. And last scripture is if therefore, if the sun therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. The sun come to make us free and indeed we shall be free. Ain't no shadow of doubt. There is no question about you being free. There's no question about you being free on another level. There is no question. Therefore shall you shall make you free. We're going to be made free. He came to, he sent his son to make us free. And we are constantly having to be made free. Let me, let me explain that too. It's always a transformation. The, the higher you go, the more, the more uh, freedom we're going to need, the more truth that we're going to need, the more that we have to walk in a freedom and a level of truth. We have to keep going. It's a continual transformation. It's, keep, it's a growth thing. We keep going and growing and growing and growing and growing. There's never a point where you get to where you know the full truth <clears throat> you have arrived and you don't ever need truth and you don't ever need growth. You don't ever need correction. Let me explain that. You never get to that point. You're always open to accepting of being free and acceptance of being 
uh, corrected. We can never get to the point where say, well, I know everything. No, you don't know everything. You have not been through everything. If you had, then you wouldn't need Jesus. You would be the perfect person. There is no one that is perfect. Let me explain that too. We are not perfect. We're striving to be perfect, but we're not perfect. We do make mistakes. We do say stuff that we shouldn't have said or said it in a way that we shouldn't have said it or did something that we shouldn't have done or done it, should have done it another way and all this other kind of stuff. We're not perfect. We're not perfect when it comes to doing the will of God. <clears throat> and when we do the will of God, we always think that it has to be perfect. God wants to know, are you a willing vessel? Are you a willing vessel to do the will of God? We don't, we don't always, we, we always think that we have to do it a perfect way. If you have any questions and you, you're not sure, you can always ask. Well, I was thinking about this right here. Well, what do you think? It's always good to get feedback. We always, we always think that, okay, when we do the will of God, it always got to be perfect. Ask questions. If you have a question, ask. But Going back, I don't know why I had to deter it off on, on, on that right there. <clears throat> but it's a continual transformation. The, the higher we go, the, 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 the higher in level we go, the more transformation, the more freedom, the more truth we have to walk in, the more transparent we have to be. We can't be, we can't be so secretive. Our, our lives, some people will only see Jesus through us. Not everybody is going to come in. Not everybody is going to be on the Zoom call. Not everybody's going to be on Bible study. Not everybody's going to read their word. They're going to know the word by you and the way that you live, the way that you love, the way that you stand in faith, the way that you believe God. That's how they come to know Christ. Amen. <clears throat> 